Welcome everyone, you're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hi. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and finally, we are back. Matt and I are finally settled into a new location so we can get this recording thing back in order. And we are excited to come back to you with Grease. Da-da-da-da! Grease is the word. You've probably heard of this one. If you haven't, where have you been all your life? So yeah, so we're covering Grease today, and on this week's presentation, Kylie is going to take it away. Hiya. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Grease is the musical that was created in 1971 by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. The original production was based in Chicago, and it was a raunchy, raw, aggressive, vulgar show. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You know, Chicago. And productions have since toned it down to be more family-friendly, like you... Well, I guess more family-friendly than it was. (laughs) Bring back the drugs. Bring Bring back back the the crazy stuff. It was first performed in 1971 in the original Kingston Mines nightclub in Chicago. And by the time it... Closed in 1980, Grease's 3,388 performance run was the longest yet in Broadway history. Wow. Yeah. And it became a West End hit. It had a successful film adaptation and two Broadway revivals in 1994 and 2007. Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh, One might say it's popular. Somewhat. Decently loved. It's Broadway's 16th longest running show. In 1978, the film version was created also named Grease, and it removed some plot elements, characters, and songs, but it did, however, add new songs and elaborate on some of the plot points that were only alluded to in the musical. Some of these revisions have been since incorporated into the revivals of the musical, so it's not always how it was originally. Oh, okay. And then in 2016, a live version of the musical was created for TV, and it used elements from both the original stage version and the film. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was one of those shows that was shot like all in one take, I think. So it was pretty impressive. Oh. Hmm. Weird. It was it is impressive. I think it had Julianne Huff, Vanessa Hudgens, and I want to say Kiki Palmer was there. But I might be thinking she's in a different one. But I think it was this one. Sure. <laughs> sure. I remember yeah. the cast, but I remember <laughs> watching it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The original production was directed by... Guy Burrell, choreographed by Rana Kay, and was produced by the Kingston Mines Theater Company. The original Chicago version was R-rated for its profanity and its shock value usage. Oh, yeah! I, I really want to know what that was. Watch your language. <laughs> there are less and shorter songs in the Chicago version of Grease, and those songs also had the use of a lot of Chicago landmarks which were then taken out in later versions. As productions went on, the characters lost their Chicago characteristics. And then the musical was moved to New York, where the new production was directed by Tom Moore and choreographed by Patricia Birch, who later choreographed the film version. And it opened off-Broadway at the Eden Theater in downtown Manhattan on February 14th, 1972. All right. And on June 7, 1972, the production was moved to the Broadhurst Theater on Broadway. And on November 21st, it was moved to the Royal Theater there on Broadway, 
where it ran until January 27th, 1980. For those final five weeks of the run, the show was moved to the Large and Majestic Theater, and by the time it closed on April 13th, 1980, it had run 3,388 performances. Goodness. Yeah. It was a tad popular. Just you know, a just bit. a little bit. And for its other versions and revivals, Grease made its London debut at the New London Theater on June 26, 1973 and closed on February 14, 1974. It was then revived at the Astoria Theater from June 7th to September 22, 1979. In 1993, there was another London revival. It opened at the Dominion Theater before transferring to the Cambridge Theater in October 1996, where it ran until September 11, 1999. This revival score included four songs that were written for the film adaptation, Hopelessly Devoted for You, Sandy, You're the One I Want, and the title wow. number. Those are like Interesting. some of the biggest songs. That's a, Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And I think most of the new versions, revivals, however you want to call them, use those songs. That makes or sense. Or they kept those songs. Yeah. I mean, they're good. Yeah. Even I've heard of those songs. <laughs> I'm assuming if you went to the musical, you you would think that you're getting those songs. And if you don't get those songs, you're going to be very yeah, disappointed be and angry. <laughs> angry. In 1994 came a Broadway revival. After 20 previews, the revival was directed and choreographed by Jeff Calhoun and premiered on May 11, 1994 at the Eugene O'Neill Theater, where it ran for 1,505 performances. Nice. A U.S. national tour of the 1994 production started in September 1994 in New Haven, Connecticut and ran for several years. In 1996, another U.S. revival was set, produced by the... Troika organization. It was a non-union bus and truck playing mostly one-nighters and split week engagements, primarily in smaller markets. This production ran for two years. It's kind of cool. That's interesting. Hmm. The Broadway revival started previews at the Brooke Atkinson Theater on July 24, 2007 and opened on August 19, 2007. The production ended on January 4th, 2009 after 31 previews and 554 performances. And that doesn't seem like a lot for two years. It's still a lot. I mean, over the course of two years, it doesn't seem like it. Compared to some things. Yeah. This production saw the use of the four songs that previously mentioned from the movie. There was also a West End revival and that opened at the Piccadilly Theater in London on August 8th, 2007 and ran for nearly four years which made it the longest-running show at the Piccadilly Theater. Cool, cool. It closed on April 30th, 2011, after over 1,300 performances, with a UK tour set to begin on May 6th, 2011 in Einberg. In 2017, Greece started touring the UK again, and another UK tour is scheduled to start in July 2021 at the Theatre Royale Plymouth. It was rescheduled from 2020 because of COVID. Yep. Wow, what a surprise. Never would have guessed that. Oh my god. In 2008, a U.S. national tour began on December 2nd in Providence, Rhode Island, and closed on May 23rd, 2010 at the Palace Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. There was an Australian revival, and it opened in Brisbane's Lyric Theater on August 27th, 2013, before heading on the Australian tour. And other international versions include Argentina, Austria, French Canada, 
Mexico, Spain, New Zealand, and France. And because there are so many different versions, the walkthrough is not might not be the same as one you've seen or will see. Okay. They're going to be all over the place. All over. Yeah, that's that's interesting because there are so many different like versions, mm-hmm. technically. I've only seen it on stage um, a couple times when I was very, very young. So I'd, <laughs> I don't even know officially yeah. how many differences there were <laughs> between like the movie, obviously. I'd be interested to see it again. Do you remember if it ever played at the Muni? I mean, I'm sure it has, but yeah, I don't think no, we've ever think seen so. it at the Muni. Okay. Which, yeah, it's it's bizarre, but I think we've somehow missed Greece at the Muni. <laughs> but if it comes if it comes through, you know, obviously we're going to go see it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good one. But yeah, so that, a lot of different variations uh, throughout the years. A lot of good background information. So are we ready to hop into our Act 1? Sure. So Act 1. In the revivals that use the 1978 song Grease, this is typically inserted at or near the beginning of the show. So this is where you would find it. (laughs) This is where you find the grease. Ew. The show opens at Rydell High School, class of 1959 reunion, in the song Alma Mater. Former cheerleader slash yearbook editor Patty Simcox Honeywell and the class valid Victorian Eugene Florzik. Eugene gives a speech. The scene moves on to bring in the greaser gang known as the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies as they sing a cruder version of the Rydell alma mater in the song Alma Mater Parody. (laughs) Flashing back to the first day of high school in the fall of 1958, the Pink Ladies sit in the lunchroom and the T-Birds sit at the entrance of the school. Frenchie, a Pink Lady, introduces her new neighbor Sandy to the other Pink Ladies, Marty, Jan, and Rizzo, as well as Patty. Sandy mentions how she had a brief love affair over the summer, which ended in unresolved love oh. in the way girls look at love in high school. Yeah. Unresolved. I am in loved with him. <laughs> loved. I'm in loved. I'm in loved. Meanwhile, the greasers Danny Zuko is telling the other T-Birds, Kaniki, Roger, Duty, and Sonny, the story of his summer fling in the song Summer Nights. Very popular song. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> the pink lady soon realizes after that Sandy's summer fling is the same one that Danny was talking about. And that Danny attends Rydell High School. And they arrange for the two to bump into each other at school. Uh-huh. They want to have a meet cute. Is that what it's called now? Yes. I think that's what it's called. Meet cute because that yeah. sounds terrifying. Yeah, that's it when does. you meet someone in a cute way and you hit it off, and it's really romantic. <laughs> ah, is that just like serendipity? Isn't that what? Sure, that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Well, realistically, <laughs> like, people cool. shouldn't be meeting up right now unless they're both vaccinated. Oops. So yeah. Uh, well, this was like sixty years ago. So <laughs> when there wasn't a plague. Or a pandemic. Well, not <laughs> where they were. True. Yeah, in fictional town. Any hoodles, uh, this was not a meet cute for mm-hmm. them because it's extremely awkward. Uh, because Danny had previously told Sammy that he attended a private school and Rydell is not a private school. Wow, starting off strong. Yeah, starting off on lies. He doesn't want to admit to the T-Birds that she was the one he was talking about. What a fool. Yep. The T-Birds leave and Sandy is heartbroken and the 
pink ladies try to cheer her up by inviting her over to a pajama party. Wow. We should have a pajama party. Oh my god, you want to talk about boys? Yeah. Let's talk about boys. Boys. We can talk about boys <laughs> and smoke cigarettes. <gasps> Scandalous. And pierce <gasps> each other's ears. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> That's where I draw the line, oh, not nicotine juice. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly afterwards, the teenagers gather in the hall as Duty shows off his new guitar and performs a song in the song, Those Magic Changes. So he's one of those sitting in the quad with a guitar mm-hmm. kind of guys. Ah, the person at the party everybody loves. Wow. Or doesn't. Definitely doesn't. Hopefully he can play it. At the pajama party, the girls experiment with wine, cigarettes, and piercing ears. Wow. As many young girls do. I've never done that in a sleepover. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lot happening. Yeah. We had the boring sleepovers. <laughs> yeah, movies and murder. Uh <laughs> That sounds real ominous. Movies and, you know, murder. As the girls have fun, they start to talk about the boys, of course. Sandy goes into shock after seeing blood from the ear piercing when the pink ladies try to pierce her ears. Leading them to mock her when she's not in the room. Rude. In some revivals, the song Look at Me, I'm Sandra G is placed here, mirroring the film. Marty tells about her long distance, long distance courtship with a Marine named Freddie. It's implied that she only maintains a relationship because of the lavish gifts he gives her from Japan in Freddie, My Love. Oh. I, you know, I think that would still work on people to this day. Yeah, it would. That same night, the T-Birds are busy stealing hubcaps, unaware that the hubcaps are on Kaniki's car, Grease Lightning. Unfazed by the other's skepticism, Kaniki sings of what's needed to make his car race-worthy and would be able to get him girls in the song Grease Lightning. Lightning? Lightning. Probably one of the most well-known songs of yeah. uh, Broadway. <laughs> oh, it's also one of those lightning. ones that if you listen to the actual lyrics and like, Pay attention, you realize how dirty it is. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. He's not just talking about a car. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what? I didn't know that. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Danny sees Sandy again and tries to apologize for his previous behavior. And Patty interrupts and starts flirting with Danny. She informs him that the track tryouts are nearing and Danny tells Sandy that he will join the track team to prove himself to her. What? He leaves as Patty and Sandy practice cheering in the song Rydell Fight Song. Yeah. What? Why would you? Why? <laughs> Let me join the track team. That that makes me show my love. So much confusion. <laughs> so he can show that he's good at running away. <laughs> <laughs> running away from these feelings. They can't catch you if they can't catch you. <laughs> As the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies gather at the park, Danny reveals to the Greasers that he's joined the track team much to their dismay. After Roger and Jan bicker about food, drink, and religion, she asks him how he nicknamed Rump. He explains (laughs) that as the King of the Mooners, he has a hobby of mooning unsuspecting people, and they both reveal their affections for each other in the song Mooning. Uh... (laughs) So they they ask people or <laughs> yeah. yeah I think that's uh, yeah she definitely is obviously <laughs> I think it's just 
him who moons people. I think she probably keeps her pants up or her skirt down, one of the two. Uh-huh. Hope so. Rizzo teases Danny for falling for a girl who resembles the ex- excessively proper teenager, Sandra D. And the others join in as well as, as she makes fun of Sandy, who hasn't gone to the picnic yet. And I think this is also where the song, Look at Me, I'm Sandra D, is placed. Ah. Oh. Gotcha. Weird, but okay. Who knows, I might be singing it twice. Maybe. Sandy's working on the homework with Eugene. Walks in as the greasers are finished making fun of her. Upset, Sandy goes after Rizzo and assumes Danny is the one behind everything. She tells Danny that she wishes he she never met him and leaves a picnic. Oh. I never wanted to love you. Danny shrugs off Sandy's negative response and the greasers pair off for the upcoming sock hop. Danny teases Marty for not having a date and recommends Eugene. At this point, the greasers all laugh in the song We Go Together. Interesting. Some revivals use Hopelessly Devoted to You in this placement, and the placement of the song changes. Sometimes it replaces the first rendition of We Go Together, and in others, it's in early act two. So weird. Interesting. It's changing up all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, it looks like we are into our intermission. Whoa. Whoa. So, what do we think about act one, you guys? There's... A lot of tension of the teenagers. Naughty I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the naughty variety. <laughs> it's like everybody's just trying to get together with everybody. That's true. true. Very true. Yeah. High school and whatnot. Gross. Feelings. Ugh. I seem to get the musicals where they all have dances to go to. That's true. With the exception of 1776, there was no dance there. Hey, they danced. I mean, they did. But they didn't have a sock hop. Or a prom or whatever. <laughs> That'd be weird. But probably entertaining. Yeah. So this this show definitely, definitely speaks its time. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it still, it still uh, is enjoyable now, but... You can definitely tell that it, you know, it's from the 50s and and how, you know, like people interacted with each other and how courtship worked and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and I hate their relationship, but oh, that's fine. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little dated, but not like horrendously so just yet. Right. Yeah, it's not painfully dated, but... It's still, it's still dated, like you can tell. Yeah, no, I mean, I've definitely always had a problem with Danny, let's be real. But, oh, whatever, yeah. I guess. Talk about, you know, Right, like... But he's a bad boy. <laughs> exactly. As shown with the black shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black shirt equals bad boy. And the greased hair. That's what it is. That's what it did him in. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a good show still. I, I enjoy it. It's got good music. Well, I guess, uh, do you get, if we don't have any more thoughts... Do we have a theater fact? Is Matt reading our theater fact this week? Whoever wants it can have it. Go for it, Mattias. It's Mattress. So yeah, our little factoid this week is that there was a sequel, Grease 2, which did not go over well. It did not. Shocker. (laughs) The sequel was based around younger members of Rydell High School. Jim Jacobs actually disowned the sequel. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. I've heard it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. Is it Grease 2, Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> With a whole song about sex ed. Oh. Mm, oh. Exciting. 
Wow. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Much like sex ed. <laughs> yeah, I I've never I've never seen the sequel, but I, I I've avoided it on purpose. Like I've heard it's awful. So we don't have any extra little factoids for you this week or any updates on us, except for we have been doing real good on Instagram and our reels are popping off. So Amber was working really hard to get us up there and we've been doing lots of funny dances and, and the trend trendy mm-hmm. trends. I sound very old. Uh, <laughs> Hello, my fellow children. Yeah, basically. So we, yeah, so if you want to see us acting stupid, you should check you out should. our Instagram, which is at Save Me an Isle Seat. We do a lot of fun things on there. So check we've us got, out. And we'll give got us a, a video like. coming up this week that may involve a puppy. <gasps> oh, a puppy, you say? I do enjoy puppos. Yeah, so that's about all we have for our little mini, mini uh, update. Let's. How about we go ahead and... I was going to say grease our way, and I said that's probably not it. Let's get greasy in Act 2. <laughs> Let's sock hop our way into Act 2. Boom! <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> I think it's staying. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, you're so oh my God. funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Act two, everybody. <laughs> oh, jeez. The sock hop arrives in the song Shaken at the High School Hop. Sandy is at home alone and is listening to the radio and crying over how much she misses Danny. In the song, It's Raining on Prom Night. Wait. You're the one that ditched him. Right. Meanwhile, at the sock hop, Kaniki comes into the dance with his date, Cha-Cha Digagorio, a girl from St. Bernadette's Academy. Patty does her best to pair up with Danny while trash-talking Sandy's cheerleading abilities. Gasp. This doesn't work out, and she is unable to get out of her promise to dance with Eugene, despite Rizzo trying to seduce Eugene as a distraction. Oh, okay. Good friends try to, to seduce other men to keep them away from you, apparently. Sure. Uh, we'll say that's what Rizzo is trying to do. Kaniki ends up getting paired up with Rizzo and Danny with Chacha. The MC, Vince Fontaine, a radio disc jockey, begins the hand drive dance contest, and everyone participates as he tags the contestants out in the song Born to Hand Jive. In the end, Danny and Chacha are the winners. One of the rewards given to the couple is two free drive-in movie tickets. Wow. After the dance, Kaniki, Duty, and Sunny run into Frenchie at the burger shop. A rival gang, the Flaming Dukes, find out that Cha-Cha, who is the girlfriend of one of their members, went to the sock hop with one of the T-Birds, and the Dukes challenge the T-Birds to a fight. Fight. Oh, fight, my. Fight. Danny, in his all-star trackness, sprints into the scene wearing his tracksuit. To the disbelief of the other boys, Danny tells the boys that he can't be in the fight because of a track meet, and he runs off. Okay. I love how you ran over and says, hey, sorry guys, bye. <laughs> Runs off. It's like the worst superhero. Right, what the heck? I just want yeah. to show you my tracksuit. <laughs> Look at me, I'm all dressed up. Goodbye. Tracksuit man! Sorry, I can't stay. <laughs> bye. Gotta practice. The three remaining boys go to the burger joint for a snack before the fight, and Frenchie is there wondering what to do with her life, having dropped out of beauty school after failing all of her classes. Oh. Yeah. The heavenly teen angel appears with the chorus of backup singing angels, and they tell her to go back to high school. 
and the song Beauty School Dropout. It's a weird song oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like a drug trip. Sounds like it just from the description. Yep. The three boys exit the burger joint complaining about Danny's scene betrayal while barely noticing that Roger isn't there. They wait for the Flaming Dukes, but the rival gang never shows up. Oops. Danny invites Sandy to go to the drive-in with him, and while there, he tries to make up for his behavior and offers Sandy his class ring. First, she's super excited about this, but then she leaves when he tries to move past a kiss with her. Oh. He needs a little handsy. You dirty boy. How dare you. No hand jiving on the first date. <laughs> Danny laments his loneliness, and depending on the version of this, in which version you're watching, the song Alone at a Drive-In Movie or Sandy. Okay. A few days later, Sandy and the Greasers, no Danny, are gathered in Jan's basement in the song Rock and Roll Party Queen. Rizzo, who missed her period, fears that she's pregnant and tells Marty that the father is a stranger who she had sex with with a broken condom. Word gets around to the others. The boys offer support to Rizzo as they leave, but she rejects it, which leads Sandy to ask her why and concludes that Kaniki is the presumed father. Oh. Yeah. Rizzo responds by saying that she's a better person than others make her out to be and showing weakness is the worst thing she knows. In the song, there are worse things I could do. Rizzo leaves and Sandy sees what she needs to do to fit in with the greasers and the pink ladies. In the song, Look at Me, I'm Sandra D. Reprise. Wow. Oh. Oh. The next day, the boys are hanging out at the burger joint. A dejected Patty reveals Danny, who follows her, has reverted to his greaser ways and has quit the track team. Sandy comes in alongside the pink ladies, having transformed herself from a sweet schoolgirl into a greaser's fantasy, and she punches out Patty. Wow. Oh. You didn't see that coming. No, neither did Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Can we fire Katie? Sure. No. (laughs) Danny is delighted at this change, and the couple express their mutual feelings for each other. And also, depending on which revival you're watching, in the song All Choked Up or You're the One That I Want. Which is a great song. And if you're wondering how the others ended up, Frenchie becomes a makeup saleswoman at Woolsworth. Rizzo finds out that she's not pregnant. And she and Kaniki get back together. The T-Birds, Pink Ladies, Sandy, and Patty all sing about how they will always be friends to the end. We go together. Reprise. And that's the end of the show. Wow. Wow. We learned nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really any, like, lesson to be learned here. Yeah, there's really not, is there? Don't use a broken condom. I mean, I I guess... But also, it teaches the message of, if you like a person, change everything about you to get them. Yeah. So, that's fun. It's not the best message. So, I I enjoy this musical. I still do. Because uh, it's got really good music. And it's really upbeat and fun. And, you know, it takes you back to the 50s and high school and all that stuff. But yeah, the message is just kind of terrible. <laughs> just think it was probably worse than the original version. It probably was. <laughs> it's not that I don't believe it. I'm just, like, curious what it was like. And in the end, Sandy stabs hey, a guy. As long as it's Danny, I'm good. <laughs> Grease 3. Everyone's in jail. So what do you guys think about the show as a whole? Eh, I've never been the biggest fan of Grease in the first place. Oh. So. Yeah, I have... I've never seen this one live, but I've seen the movie and the 20... 
16 or whatever that live one was that we talked about. And so, like, they're good. I mean, I enjoyed watching them. It's not something I rewatch over and over or, like, listen to on repeat or anything because it is flawed. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yes. But it's, you know, it is classic. It's fun. It, it I mean, it does really fit that, like, basic musical pattern, like, the romance and they work it all out and whatever, whatever. But I don't know. It was they didn't actually work anything out. She just changes herself. Yeah. And I was like, this is fine. Now I fit in with my friends. And this guy who who doesn't really care about me. Yeah. I guess that's a little better in the movie because, like, they both change. Well, he attempts to change. And then he sees that she's already changed and he's like, never that's mind. True. I can stay the same. They both kind of meet in the middle, I guess. I don't know. So, like, I'm sure ah. they made it work <laughs> however they needed to for their relationship. But it's, uh... They probably didn't. You know, last past oh. high school, but it's fine. Yeah, no. Not at all. This is not an after-graduation <laughs> relationship. Sorry, Sandy and Dandy, but it's no. just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not sustainable. Neither is Rizzo <laughs> and Kinnicky. They hook up. She thinks she's oh, pregnant. Yeah. And then like, oh, she's not. So I guess they can get back together. That's not. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the way she handled that not either. Not the greatest. Whatever, Ridiculous. I guess. But yeah. So yeah, so like we still we still think that you should listen to this one because it is it is again it's really fun to listen to it's really got really good music just maybe don't read too much into yeah. it yeah <laughs> don't take any lessons from this uh... yes please maybe young impressionable children do. don't take any lessons from Greece <laughs> maybe see what happens and do the opposite <laughs> yeah maybe yeah I actually distinctly remember my parents watching Greece with me and and like being like. Yeah, you know, that's that's how high school is going to be, and people are going to pressure you into drugs. doing drugs and having Ear sex and stuff. What and the that. heck? And I was like, that literally yeah, never no. happened in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had a pretty boring high school mm-hmm. life. <laughs> I hung out with nerds. Yep. So did we. Yes. Yeah, we're all, all nerds. <laughs> it's the, the safer way to go. Instead of going to the burger joint and sock hops... Land parties and uh, midnight game releases. <laughs> you bad boy, you. <laughs> I know. And they were always on a school night. Wow. <laughs> Breaking all the rules. So yeah, we uh, we like this one as a general. You know, it's yeah. an okay one. It's yeah. okay. It's a classic. Semi-mom approved. It's yeah. Strangely enough. It's, technically, we wouldn't approve this one for Mama. But, but she's probably already seen it. She has seen it. She's definitely already seen it. Yeah. So at this point, it doesn't matter. Like, if this was, like, fresh fresh off the presses, we'd be like, oh, light Mama mm-hmm. one for sure. But she's already seen it. And everyone already knows Greece. Yeah. So <laughs> you make your own make your own choices about this one for sure. Uh, does anyone else have any more thoughts on this one? Nope. Well, so yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to our episode this week. And hopefully since things have kind of calmed down for us again, we can get back to having just regular episodes. And I'm like, our bonus episodes are great. Don't get me wrong. I love them, but I like having our consistent schedule. So hopefully we won't have to do that again for a while. So we'll be back with a regular episode next week as well. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. So yeah. So one exciting thing, we did cross over into 2,800 downloads. We are already almost to 2,900 downloads. So thank you so much for your support. As Woo-hoo. always, we really appreciate uh, you supporting us even during our little quiet period there. 
Let's get to that 3K. Woo-woo. 3K. We're really excited that you guys are still supporting us. Woo-hoo. All righty. And be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to the podcast things. Um, this ensures that you get all of our episodes as soon as they are posted. And, you know, we got such great info in all of these. That way you get the hottest scoops right away. It's Heck yeah. good. The hottest Do of it. scoops. <laughs> get the scoops. Scalding you heard hot it here first. <laughs> and if you think we are just dandy and you love us, could you please leave us a five-star review on Apple if you happen to be over there? It helps boost us up in the numbers. Yeah, and the best way to help us, of course, is via word of mouth. So go ahead and join up at your local sock hop, safely, of course, and tell everyone that you meet there and win the hand drive contest for us so we can get a wider audience, Yeah, obviously. We yeah. want those drive-in tickets. <laughs> Give us the drive-in tickets, please. <laughs> hey, that is actually something that's safe to do right now. So drive-in I love going to the drive-in. That's not even Keeps a joke. isolated, but having a good time. Heck yeah. <laughs> anyway... So yes, another one of our goals, of course, this year is to widen our social media presence. So we are all over the place. Please come check us out. You can find us on Twitter at Save and Seat. You can find us on Instagram at Save Me and Seat. You can find us on Facebook at Save Me and Seat, and on YouTube under the Ragtag Network, which is pretty darn cool. So come check us out. We post some fun things. And then if you want to reach out to us maybe a little more privately, you can email us at savemanalsey at gmail.com. Yeah, I know we don't we don't push it too much, but if you guys want to recommend us any shows or anything to us, uh, the best way to do that is to email us or you can tweet at us. Uh, we, see, we see that plenty. And then we can cover your show in the future. Put that in our little docket there for you guys. Give you a shout out. Heck yeah. And the best way uh, to keep track of like our shows and to keep updated on everything that's coming out in the future is to check out our website, which is www.ragtagnetwork.com. That's where you're going to find other shows like Total Tomfoolery, our D&D podcast, or Back of Bones, which is our dark history podcast. And you can also go to that link and find like merch for all of your favorite shows. And that's just www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. So go ahead and check those out. We're really proud of our designs and we rep our merch, which you can see our, our merch actually in action on our Instagram because we, we took some we took some shots and those will be posted up soonish. Yeah. Yeah, so follow our Instagram and you can see pictures and I'll probably put some pictures up on our website as well so you can, you can actually see what the, the designs look like in actual wearable form. So keep an eye out for that. But I believe that is everything I have for you guys this week. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Saving Alice Eat. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Catch you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. We do this show for fun, but if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.
If you love stories from American history but are curious to follow down the more unbeaten path, then this five-star podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Boucher, and I'm a full-time author that loves to dig up stories that didn't quite make it into the mainstream history books. I lean more towards the darker side of American history, the curious, the strange, the deadly. Legends, murders, rituals, hauntings, traditions and beliefs, and the interesting collection this country was founded on. Join me every week with a new story that peeks behind the curtain of America's yesterday. You never know what I'll find in my bag of bones.